Hello, everyone. So you guys know every week when I say I'm excited for my next guest, it truly is. I The excitement is like bubbling up. So Rebecca and I met on LinkedIn. You know that I love to kind of give you a little background on where I meet my guests. And we met on LinkedIn. And Rebecca is doing some really amazing things in the world right now. So she is with MRN Agency. And I wanted to introduce you guys to Rebecca Nunez. How are you? I'm doing well, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. And the excitement is mutual. I've got to say, not only am I a fan of the podcast, but I'm a huge fan of women who unapologetically use a microphone to not only lift their voices, but those of other women. So thanks for having me. I'm excited. I love that. Yeah. So welcome to your next stop. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. So I want you to kind of dive in. And this is what I love about when people share their story, a little background of who you are, where you came from, what your you know background is, and then how you kind of fell into what you're doing or how you manif- manifested it. Like how did it all come about? So if you can give us a little bit of that, that would be awesome. Yeah, of course. So um, I'm one of the very few non-transplants here in Los Angeles, born and raised here in LA. Very typical Hispanic, middle-class, blue-blood, hardworking family. I'm the youngest of three girls uh, and first-generation Mexican-American. And when I really think back to what was the aha catalyst moment I had that would really pivot and shape where I am today and hopefully in my career moving forward, I you know, was really inspired by these Polaroids that were uh, set up at, at my house growing up with my parents holding their U.S. citizenship uh, certificate right outside of the L.A. County Convention Center, just with all this pride and hope and excitement. My dad wearing these amazing bell bottoms and my mom this scarf around her neck. And, you know, their idea of what being an American looked like based on whatever they saw on TV. And you know, that pride and that excitement of them holding that certificate, what I didn't know until 30 years later was this idea of being able to create a family in a space that in a country where anything and everything was possible with enough tenacity and hard work and resilience. And so uh, they showed me that great example by being entrepreneurs themselves. And of course, I translated that into well, I better do good by their sacrifice. And what does that mean? And the right way is uh, I spent the last decade and a half climbing up the corporate ladder in the marketing and advertising fields. And as I know, you know, uh, there is a very traditional way to grow up in the space. You bounce around from small to boutique agencies. And eventually I made myself, made my way into the big three here in LA um, at the executive VP level. And, you know, I had the nice office and the assistant and the business card that would guarantee any reservation that you wanted. And, you know, it felt great. And I thought, I did it. I made it. I've made my parents proud. And what I realized quickly, um, even when I was in that space, that my voice was only as loud as others allowed it to be. And while I definitely had a place at the table, I didn't always really have a seat. And I knew all that. And I had that nagging feeling of, there's more and things could be done a little differently, a little 
faster, maybe a little better, a little more authentically. Um, but I was told that there's no way you could start your own agency. Um, all the big brands work with the big agencies and you work at the big agencies and um, you have all this access and resources starting from scratch is nearly impossible. Um, and I let that be what dictated my career for a very long time. And while I, I felt fulfilled in a lot of ways, I also felt like there was still something missing. And so as the world would have it, 2020 happened. And very quickly, this very important, big job I had, all of a sudden, didn't matter and was impacted. And, you know, spending nearly 15 years in the live event space, event uh, marketing, brand strategy, all of a sudden became taboo and everything stopped. And in an instant, I had the option of start all over and kind of repivot where in this sphere of marketing and advertising I fit in in this new normal or trust in my gut and this feeling I've always had of I could do it. And what better time to start an event, a, a multicultural event strategy, experiential agency, then when the rules are being rewritten and it's a whole new world out there. And all of a sudden, small boutique agencies are what these big brands are looking for. Brand or agencies that are nimble and can pivot and are creative and are not stuck in that wheel and that cog of how things are done. And I think that's when I really made the connection between what that look my parents had when they were holding their certificate was. It wasn't this idea that I would make it up someone else's corporate ladder, but that I would be able to hold a business card that had my company name on it. And um, it, it became very full circle. And so when you know, I May 2020 from my living room table, I started my agency. I called up all the clients and contacts I've made. I believe that your net worth is directly tied to your network. And um, three weeks later, I was opening a business banking account, Googling the difference between S-Corp and C-Corp, self-training myself <laughs> QuickBooks. And I'm very proud to say that um, a year and a half later, I beat the 92% fail rate of female founders of color within their first year. And now I have 13 full-time employees um, here in the U.S., internationally, six employees. We um, represent one of the biggest brands in Latam, AT&T Mexico. We have a handful of a very distinguished brands and clients here in the U.S. that were their agency of record. And I couldn't be more excited and more proud. And the, the thing I'm most proud is that we are 70% multicultural here at this agency. And while at our core, we are a brand strategy and um, a brand execution agency for the multicultural space, at our heartbeat, we are the faces and colors and languages and ethnicities of the very people our brands are looking to target. And so it's the, the part that I'm the most proud of that during a time that 
people were getting laid off and very talented, talented people um, felt that there was no place for them. The MRN agency was born and um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the adventure. Oh my gosh. There's so like literally the whole time I'm like, I, you can see the smile, like my face hurts because there's so many things that you said, first of all, you can tell a story like, and you know, like storytelling is so close to my heart. You can tell a story. I could picture your parents. I could picture your dad with the bell bottoms. I mean, how like just absolutely perfect what you just painted and then where your life went and then how you were like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And the fact that your parents you know, were such hard workers and they showed you, okay, this is what we sacrificed to get you here. And then that kind of drove you is such a beautiful thing. So, and then the fact that you're right now, I mean, how many employees that's insane in a year and a half. So yeah, I could see why you'd be proud. And I'm sure if your parents are still around that they are so proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, to your point, um, it is a lot of sacrifice, not only uh, to take that you know, leap that everyone talks about into entrepreneurship, but, uh, this idea that you have to have it all together and be prepared and you better have your client list and you better have funding and you better know how to do things before you do it. I will, I'm here to demystify all of that. Actually, yes, it's totally okay to have just a lot of a big dream and a plan and you know the difference between right a dream and and plan and actually a goal is action and putting together accountability for yourself and so it's it's funny i say that once i got laid off i had a lot of time to sleep in so my dreams got louder <laughs> and all of a sudden it felt like i can do this and you know I think the second I gave myself the permission and the freedom to go, it's okay if this doesn't work out. And this fear of failing publicly was something that um, was very difficult for me. You know, I think of all the people, it took me almost a year to even switch my LinkedIn because I was, I was worried that people would go, what is she trying to do? She can't do this. Um, And then I don't know when we first won our, 18 news awards, um, our first year. That was, you know what? It's time to, it's time to promote. It's time to talk about what we're doing because, um, the freedom of being okay if things don't work out also gives you the freedom to fly. So true. And I think, I really think, you know, I was uh, on a podcast yesterday and I was talking with the guest that, you know, there before 20, before the pandemic happened, I remember thinking, the way the world is going, something's going to break. Something's going to happen. We're all going at such a speed, at such a rate. We're all not taking a breath. We're not all like listening to like what our paths are meant to do. A lot of us are stuck in positions where we, you know, it's like the golden handcuffs where you're making a lot of money, but you're not really that like, you're like, ah, it's okay. It's, you know, you're not excited about it. And I really would kept saying that like in my head, not all the time. It wasn't like doomsday, but I would think, oh my gosh, something's going to have to change. And so I really think during 2020, that really did you know, all the negative stuff, all the stuff that we're, we have, we went through when that first happened, you know, I'm not kind of putting that down, but I do believe for so many of us, we were able to stop and pause and breathe. And whether you believe in God or the universe, if, if you've listened, you know that I believe in God, that he was like, okay, or she was like, you know, whatever, whatever you believe in there, that it was like, okay, here is your path. You've been so muffled and so going in one way, not listening, not looking around, not being able to breathe that you have missed all of these signs that I've sent you. And here is the biggest sign. Everyone needs to stop. We need to pause our body. 
we need to listen and and explore. So as you said, your dreams got louder. And that's what I love. And I love what you're doing is your dreams got louder and you were not afraid of the failure. And I think that's so important. So many women, and I know people that listen to the podcast, that's one of the things they say to me, oh, I always wanted to do this, but I'm so scared of failure. And I'm like, but why? Like, what? what is it? When I know when I'm failing at things, I know there's something always going to be better at the end. And I know that that's something, you know, that's innate in me that, you know, I was uh, born that way. But I've also, I truly believe that. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, and I would love for you to kind of touch on this, as an entrepreneur, we have weeks that we're like, yes, sometimes it's days, sometimes it's hours where you're like, oh my God, that was the best hour. And then you're like, oh my God, that was the worst hour. And it's this, this roller coaster, right? That we go through that we're like, oh my God, okay, that was exhausting. I mean, some weeks are just that crazy. But when, when we have those little failures or those, or the, and then the little wins, it's like, okay, I'm that little train that could, it's like, do, 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 oh, a little back there. Oh, a little bit forward. So can you talk a little bit about when you, when you, you know, jumped in, you were like, I'm doing this. Some of the, um, some of those experiences that you had, some of those wins and failures early on. That's a great question. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. This, I, this idea, this, that we, put into ourselves. I'm afraid of failing. I'm scared this isn't going to work. I think the minute you go, it's going to be hard. It's supposed to feel scary. And very similar to when you get on a roller coaster and once you finally decided to get on, there's literally nothing you can do once you're on it, except make sure that you're buckled in and it's okay to hold your breath or close your eyes or scream in fear. But sometimes you've also got to raise your hands up and feel that feeling of weightlessness, right? And that's exactly what entrepreneurship feels like. Most of the times it feels like the dread. (laughs) Most of the times it feels like, why did I do this? But once you realize that you're going to have those peaks and valleys and when those, those moments happen of excitement and you walk into that pitch meeting and you know, you nailed it, or you hire an employee who is excited to invest in your adventure and to, to, stay the long hours if necessary or put in the work and and build something with you. Um, But then when you lose your first client and when you lose some of your team members or when you think things were going one way and you had no idea that you were really just, you know, walking against the current instead of with it. And then you go, okay, hold on. And I think that all of those pivots and, and valleys and all those things are part of the process. And, once you embrace it, I think it really gives you the freedom. And I've got to say, um, being an entrepreneur doesn't mean that your personal lows won't also affect it. Uh, three months into starting the MRN agency, both my parents got sick with COVID um, in and out of the hospital for months. I was their caretaker. And as 34 million other families know, uh, the virus, especially at its beginning, was relentless and unexpected. And so my parents got better. My middle older sister, she overnight got sick, um, young, and 72 hours later, she was gone. And so that's three months into starting a business that I had no idea what I was doing. And so that's another moment where it goes, what do I do? Do I start over and go back to again, the comfort of bereavement leave and insurance and a big company that, you know, will, will make it easier for me to go through this process? Or 
do I even embrace that and let it motivate me and let it continue to propel and become part of the heartbeat of the agency. And so you'll find ways of the fear and, and the fear won't go away. And the failure will only happen if you allow it to. And then sometimes you're going to have little small fails, but it doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you're learning and you're refining yourself. And, you know, what do they say? Pressure only creates diamonds. So um, if you're resilient enough, they'll, they'll shine. And so I really hope that your listeners, and I think you do an incredible job at, at telling people this, which is you've got to listen to yourself because you, you know, life is very fragile and very short. And so why not take the leap? What's the worst that can actually happen? Right. And so, um, I hope that people will take away that ideal that you can do it absolutely all with the hard work and tenacity. It's possible. And you'll just start all over again if you have to, and that's okay too. There's no one right way and you don't have to know it all at the beginning or maybe ever. And that's okay. <laughs> right. No, totally. And I'm, you know, I just want to say, I'm so sorry about your sister. That's Thank you. horrendous and scary and awful. And, you know, just starting a business has had to make it. I mean, I feel like there's two ways that could have gone, right? There's no like middle road there. It was like, okay, I'm going to do this or I am not going to do this. There's no like, oh, let me flounder here and see what I want to do. Um, and so, you know, I'm just, my, my heart goes out to you because it's awful. And it that just had to been such a, you know, you're starting this thing that you're so excited about and you're losing your sister at the same time. And, um, you know, the emotions of that, uh, it just had to have been horrendous. Yeah, it was, it was really difficult and it still is, but I've got to say, um, you know, part of honoring her and her legacy is to, to follow the dreams and to live life to its fullest. And I think that's the lesson in all of it, right? Whether we were affected through this or all the many things that can affect us and our families, this ideal that we have a very short period of time here and what better way to live that time that we have than to listen to that voice in us, listen to whatever innate gifts or talents, whatever they may be. And that doesn't mean entrepreneurship is for everyone, but listen to the thing in you because we all have an innate talent or interest or hobby or love and whatever that may be, double down and show yourself some grace because none of us know exactly what we're doing and there is no game plan for whether it be entrepreneurship or, and there's nothing wrong with climbing the corporate ladder either, right? It's everyone's path is different. And so the best way I can honor my sister is by listening to that little voice in me that says, keep going. You can do this. You were built for this. And, um, it, it's, I hope that that's inspiring. And, um, more importantly, I hope that, you know, the, the work that I do and being able to more importantly, create spaces where people don't just have a seat at the table, but an actual voice at it and are heard. I think those are the things that my sister loved and, and she wanted to contribute to this world. So it's something that I hope to continue in her honor. 
I'm sure. I'm sure she is like sitting up there going, yes, that is my sister. And she is kicking butt. And yeah. you know, something that you touched on and you touched on before. And, and so I'm so glad that you said that again, because I love what you said about that. You had a voice, right? You had a voice, but you didn't have a seat at the table. You had a voice at the table. And those are two very different things. And so I want my listeners to really hear that and really take it in. You can have a voice and you can be heard at your job. But if you don't have a seat and you really, when it comes down to like kind of the end, are you going to be the one that they listen to or are you just going to be overlooked? And it's really important that if you feel that way, that you kind of start listening, dreaming, because I think dreaming is so important. So I also love that you touched on that earlier. I think so many people put that like a negative connotation to that, like, oh, dreaming, you know, when you're a kid, oh, the you know, she was the dreamer. But dreaming to me is where you're creating the life that you're expected to, or that, that you are meant to have. And so I think dreaming is so important. So that is something like if you're sitting at that, you know, at the table, but you're like, right, my voice is being heard, but I, do I really actually have the seat and am I actually respected in my position is such an important thing to really gut check yourself and then start putting those action wheels in. Okay. I know this is not this. I am not respected at this position, whether, you know, wherever it is, you need to start listening to that gut. You need to find that space to kind of let yourself be able to daydream. Even if you're someone that's so busy, people, oh, I have no time to daydream. You know, I do it when I walk my dogs. It is like my favorite time, as, as many of my listeners know. It's, it's when I actually daydream at, or I do work. And so when is that time for you? And, you know, I know you said when you li- were laid off, you kind of had this in your mind. You know, you worked in the corporate world. You really, you know, got very high up and you learned a lot. I mean, that's the other thing is you learned a lot, which is huge. And then when was that space that when, um, you know, yes, when you were sleeping, as you said, you got to sleep in a little bit, which I love how you kind of picture that. But when are other times that you kind of allow yourself to kind of just let your mind go? That's a really interesting question. I I will say there's nothing better than a really great blowout (laughs) um, moment to, you know, everything is so loud and all you've got is this space in between your ears at that moment. Um, And I really like to use those moments to to zone out and really take accountability of and or or to take inventory, right? Um, How am I feeling? And that's really important, right? It's not just what are you thinking or what are you wanting? How are you feeling? And are those, is that going to connecting to your actions or the next steps you want to take? And so um, I I funny that sounds, that is my kind of zone out moment. Uh, I I wish I was one of those people that I go on a a jog every morning at 6am and that's when it happens. But um, to your point, whatever anyone's moment is, um, take that second to really take inventory of, you know, the difference again, between dreams and goals is a plan and action. Right. And so regardless of what that dream is, make small, short-term, tiny little milestones for yourself that are going to inch closer to that dream. And I think what happens a lot of times is you start to, pivot what that dream looks like and it starts to take shape and it starts to get realer and it starts to feel closer. And next thing you know, you're touching it. Next thing you know, you're holding it. And then you turn, you realize I am in it and I am living it. And so, um, I, I love that you encourage your listeners to, to be dreamers because that's the one thing that you don't have to apologize for. And it's the one thing you don't have to worry about or censor yourself or, or any of that. That is your moment to, to, dream as big and as you want them. 
Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. And it's so true. And I love how you pictured it again. You're such a great storyteller because that is the thing. And some people will think like, as you said, jogging in the morning, you know, to me, when I jog in the morning, if I do jog, I go through stints where the dogs need to kind of run. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to run. I, you know, I'm in my head cursing. I can't let myself daydream because it's not, it is not an enjoyable space for me. Um, and, or the other person will say, well, I can't meditate. And I, that I am a person that I think the best when I am moving, if I sit, for long periods of time, my brain goes to everything that I have to do, my to-do list, you know, my my schedule, this and that. I can't just let myself dream. When I'm walking my dogs, it is the time that I know I have nothing else to do. And I know it's good for them. I know it's good for me. So I can just let my brain go and really and dream big. So I love that you also have a non-traditional place where you can really dream and think. And so I think that's like so important. And the other thing that you touched on that I love is that what, and I want my listeners to really think about this because I know that there's going to be ones that are listening that are like, okay, I, I want to do something different. I want to take that step, but how do I do it? And you touched on it in the beginning is that you Googled and you asked questions. And that is so important. We don't enough ask questions because of the fact, just like you said, you didn't want someone to think, oh, someone thinks, oh, what is she doing? Why is she going to go do that? But it is to find that safe space, whether it's Google, you're asking Google a question, right? It's not, you don't have to have a person, but if you ask questions, that's where you're going to learn and know, okay, I'm in the right spot or this is what I'm learning. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. The truth is that that's the fear. The fear is if I ask questions, people are going to go, if you don't know the answer to that, then you shouldn't be doing this to begin with. Well, I would challenge that. Ask any entrepreneur and every single one of them did not know, did not have all the answers. And I think if you, you find yourself a network of other like-minded people who, I mean, that's what I did. I had many dear friends and colleagues who had their own business and took, you know, the steps before I did. And I called them up and I said, wait, how did you, how do you get the accounting set up? And wait, what do you do for payroll? And who do you use? And um, do you have a contact here? It's, it's amazing what happened. All of a sudden, these shiny entrepreneurs that have been doing it for years before me had questions for me. Well, how are you planning on doing this? And what is your strategy around that? It became a two-way dialogue because it doesn't matter if you just started or you're at the at that moment of do I start or you've been doing it for 10 years. I believe that there it, no one has it all together and no one has all the answers. And so, again, it's just about giving yourself the freedom to do what you're afraid of. And that will give you the freedom to fly and to feel really free. And so ask questions to your point be inquisitive, do all the research you can on Google, find amazing women like yourself who uh, have a platform and ask them questions, look into your network, connect on LinkedIn with like-minded people, reach out to past colleagues. I think that we have to, the only way this works is if all we all link arms, right? And um, we're in this whole new world where the rules are completely unwritten there there's never been a playbook but there really is no playbook anymore 
And so you can start a business with, you know, a, your computer, right? Like a tripod and a ring light. You could start a business or um, the geographical barriers of what a team looks like is completely different now. What clients are looking for is different. I mean, it's so, it's such an exciting time right now to, to create. And I think it's been to your point earlier, something had to give. And I think there was this old guard mentality, particularly around um, the marketing and advertising and traditional, traditional media space. And we saw a big shakeup years ago and things turned streaming and obviously the things have gone digital and the digital transformation. And I think we all got on board there. Um, but there is this whole new avenue of uncharted, untouched, unmined territory. And it's all of ours to take advantage of. And so, um, I mean, yeah, there's, that's it. Ask questions, be inquisitive and be fearless. It's so true. Oh my gosh. I love this. I literally could talk to you for hours. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm so excited for you. I want you to share with everyone where they can find you so they can also look you up, like what were your socials are. And again, this will be all in the show notes. So they, you know, will have it, but if you could just share that, that would be awesome. Absolutely. So you can go to mrnagency.com. That's our website. You can follow us on LinkedIn at the MRN Agency, on Instagram at the MRN Agency. And then if you want to find me specifically on LinkedIn, I'm Rebecca Nunez 6. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, I just have to say thank you so much for joining your next stop and sharing with our listeners. You guys, you know what to do. You need to share this episode because you know that you have either a cousin, a sister, a friend, someone in your life that needs to hear this because right now they are stuck and they're not really happy in their life and you know that they have more. So please share this episode, rate and review. And you know, Rebecca, thank you again for joining your next stop and sharing your story. You're amazing. Thank you, Julia. I really appreciate the the space and I really got to commend what you're doing. I'm a very big fan. So thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we will see you next week. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week. 